to Autism in the Adult podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Teresa Regan, an adult neuropsychologist. I specialize in brain behavior relationships for those 14 and older. I'm the parent of an amazing teen on the autism spectrum and a certified autism specialist. I am deeply grateful to bring validation, hope, and purpose to individuals and their families living on the autism spectrum. With this mission at its core, I founded and currently direct the OSF Healthcare Adult Diagnostic Autism Center in Central Illinois. My books include Understanding Autism in Adults and Aging Adults and Understanding Autistic Behaviors. For more information and to join my online community for free, visit www.adultandgeriatricautism.com. Please join me in helping individuals, couples, and families thrive while living life on the autism spectrum. Hello, and welcome to this podcast. I'm Dr. Teresa Regan, and your host for this episode, and we're going to talk about the topic of intellect versus adaptive behavior. So the, the concept of intellect really gets confusing for people when they're thinking about autism spectrum. And it's important at the base to understand that intellect and autism have nothing to do with each other uh, in the sense that they're two separate um, pathways of the brain. Now that's oversimplifying things a bit, but this confusion in thinking that intellect and autism are somehow the same or connected is very, uh, makes things very murky and difficult. So none of the criteria for autism spectrum have anything to do with intellect. They're completely separate. Someone may have an intellectual disability as part of their developmental process, and someone may have an autism spectrum disability and sometimes people have both, but they're not the same thing. They're, they don't uh, overlap in the sense of one causing the other or being required uh, to have the other diagnosis present. Now, intellect often has to do with this concept of problem solving, reasoning. And again, that's an oversimplification, but it has to do with thinking skills. Whereas autism has to do with neurologic behavioral patterns. These are patterns of social communication, of repetitious behavior, of sensory processing. These generally fall within the center and the front of the brain pathways. What happens oftentimes is that people will be described as having high functioning autism if there is no intellectual disability. This really becomes problematic because in truth, because autism is not a condition of intellect, the autistic individual with normative or even really brilliant intellect can still be struggling so much that they actually can't make it through the day. And to call them high functioning, I think, is a disservice to the amount of struggle they're having and it also means that they go without supports that could really be helpful for them. 
not only for their day-to-day meaningful function, but also for their quality of life and for their understanding of how their brain works, why these things are happening. So take, for example, someone who is really in the very superior range for intellect, can rote memorize multiple facts about the universe and the planets and astronomy, has gotten straight A's in physics and calculus and engineering, but is unable to maintain hygiene and to leave the house and to feel comfortable in her own skin. We wouldn't want to call her high functioning just because she has this cognitive brilliance uh, because she really can't get through the day feeling connected, doing meaningful activities, or feeling good in her own skin. She's very uncomfortable. She's really suffering quite a bit. So it's important to separate these concepts of intellect and adaptive behavior. Adaptive behavior has to do with that day-to-day meaningful activity. It has to do with balancing your checkbook and attending school or work and connecting with people and cleaning your house and getting your roof repaired, mailing in your uh, bills or birthday cards to other people, those day-to-day activities. And we all know people who struggle so much with that and yet, again, could tell you the temperature on Venus. So someone might be very upset saying, you know, you can name all these facts about the universe and the world and the microbes and all of these things, but you can't get out of bed in the morning, you're not taking a shower, you're not paying your bills, you can't hold a job. Um, And they notice this disconnect. And that is a neurologically uh, clear disconnect as well. Those things don't hang together. And the expectation that someone who's really uh, very intellectually high should be able to manage things on a day-to-day basis means that we're not recognizing the struggle for what it is, we're not offering appropriate supports and interventions. So we've talked conceptually about the difference between thinking skills and behavior in in a neurologic way. This also comes into play uh, understanding that there's a difference between knowing and doing. That's really another way of saying the same thing, but let me give you some examples. What I often hear people say is, well, she knows that the bills are due and she's not paying them, so she's choosing not to do that. Or this student can recite the social rules for being a good friend and yet doesn't do that and therefore uh, that's her choice. However, that again reflects this difficulty understanding that there is a neurologic disconnect between knowing intellectually and actually pulling off this behavior, actually navigating a real life situation. So let's take some other examples. One of the things that I love to look at, I think it's very funny and so true, are those Pinterest fails. I don't know if you've ever uh, heard of those or if you follow Pinterest, but uh, if you wanna Google Pinterest fails, you'll see quite a few really funny things. 
that reflect that someone had this great idea that they saw on Pinterest or somewhere else. Often it's a do-it-yourself project, it's a craft, it's a recipe. Uh, so something that they saw and they said, I could do that. And there's directions right here and it looks pretty simple. And I know I have said the exact same thing. I could do that. That looks really simple. I can buy all the materials. I go ahead and do it. I've memorized all the steps. There's nothing in it that I don't understand. And yet the end product is ridiculously silly. I just, I had this knowledge but I wasn't able to pull it off and bring the whole project together. So there is this difference between my knowing and my doing, my knowledge and my performance, my intellect and my behavior. Again, this is very neurologically sound. It's consistent with the way the brain works. And it's another um, illustration of how we get these two things mixed up. Another example would be if you Google any, uh, any steps to doing something. So you can Google um, how to be the best um, tennis player or how to sing or play the piano or swim. And you know, you can memorize lots of information about those topics. And I guarantee you, <laughs> that our ability to pull those things off is probably different across individuals. Some people are gonna have a better sense of body position and awareness and different strength capacities, but it's always going to be much easier to memorize the data and the rules than it would be for us to actually achieve a really good outcome. So just because I can learn about what a quarterback does doesn't mean I can actually pull that off in real life. So what does that mean on the autism spectrum? It means, for example, let's take a social example. It means that someone might know that they should say please and thank you, that they should be nice, that they should say sorry, that they should introduce themselves to new people so they may memorize these kinds of rules, but then pulling that off is much, much more difficult. So let's say that as a middle schooler or a high schooler, a female student is trying to make friends and connect with other girls at school. Well, there's gonna be this whole complexity in real life um, encounters and in her brain's ability to understand and navigate what's happening. So for the person on the spectrum, her brain's ability to detect social cues is neurologically going to be problematic. So she's not gonna be taking in the correct information in, in its entirety. She may get bits and pieces. Social interactions also change very fluidly and there can be different nuances. There can be a change of mood. There can be a social joke that's really um, requires interpretation. And so not only is she unable to correctly interpret the information, but it keeps changing as well within one encounter. 
she's also required to match what's happening with this person, but also what's happening in the context. Because the person in the context often create a much more complex situation. Not only that, but she is expected to then have her own role in the interaction. So she's not just having to comprehend correctly about what's going on, but now she has to use that information to decide what should I say? When should I say it? What should my tone of voice and my facial expression be like? All these things that we don't have to think about, this person has to try to navigate. So maybe she's thinking, okay, I know I should be nice. I know I should say sorry if a person looks mad. Does this person look mad? Maybe I should say sorry. And so again, it's trying to pull together the rules with this neurologic difficulty comprehending what's happening in the first place and also expressing um, social, um, social behaviors and social communication. So is it, is it time for me to start talking? Am I talking with the correct speed and volume? Are people getting bored? What did that expression just mean in my listener's face? And how should I uh, alter what I'm doing? Another time people say they get confused is that, let's say they are able to detect that another person is upset. Maybe they're overtly crying or they're sick. The individual on the spectrum often says, you know, I want this person to be good and okay, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know what my role is. You know, should I get this person a glass of water? Should I give them a hug? Should I read them a book? I just feel lost navigating what this particular person needs in this particular context. That is the difficulty. It's not that I don't know the rules. It's not that I don't want to do something socially appropriate, but I just fall apart in this real life, complex, changeable situation. Let's take another example that doesn't have to do with social behaviors and connections. Let's consider managing finances. Well, let's say you have a lot of math knowledge, but managing finances really requires a lot more than math knowledge. Uh, it requires that you can prioritize, which is often very difficult in the spectrum, so that you know what's most important and least important that you can predict likely outcomes. Again, this is very difficult on the spectrum that you know if I buy this, I'm likely to regret it later because I might have to do this or that. Um, handling unexpected financial issues because within the spectrum you really would do best or feel most grounded if everything was expected and routine. And of course, in finances that doesn't always happen. Uh, thinking ahead about things that haven't happened yet. So a lot of people on the spectrum, um, you know, you might say, well, what if what's likely to happen in this situation? Or what, ha what would you do if this happened in the future? And they might say, well, how would I know? It's never happened before. So their ability to put themselves in the future and try to navigate that can be difficult. 
And you know what else is hard in the spectrum with regard to finances? It's this attachment to objects and ideas and this obsessive interest that people can have with a particular topic. So they might be all in with space-related information and objects and television shows, and their brain tells them this is compelling and important. They could do this all day long, all week long. And their brain doesn't tell them that, oh, you know, it's probably not as important as paying your rent. It's probably not as important as taking a shower and eating some nutritious food and really taking care of your physical health. So when someone's all in with a topic, an idea, or they want to purchase items related to that topic that they're just enthralled with, their brain can fail to give them good information about what's most and least important, how they should time that, what else they need to pay for. So these are just a couple uh, examples of how knowledge, whether that's math knowledge or knowledge of social rules, whether it's intellect, is very different than actually navigating real life, than pulling things off, and different than just the overall adaptive behavior and autism spectrum behavioral patterns. Intellect is important. It can be the base of what's needed to really navigate life well. So we really do need the ability to problem solve certain things and have certain pieces of knowledge, but it's not enough to then pull everything together. So it's very important to understand that intellect and autism spectrum are different, that what often happens on the spectrum is that intellect can be quite a bit higher than adaptive behavior and the ability to get through day-to-day -day life. This is a common pattern. There is nothing surprising about that on the spectrum, that autism really is a neurologic condition that makes behavior and independent daily activities very difficult at times to pull off, to manage, and to really see those good outcomes with. Now, as always, everyone on the spectrum is an individual, and some people do really quite well being able to navigate at least in certain times of life. They feel that they've been able to use their strengths enough to compensate for some things that are challenging. But on the other hand, we also have individuals who really struggle quite a bit and are misunderstood. And sometimes the misunderstanding comes from this confusion about the difference between knowledge and behavior, between thinking and actually navigating everyday life. I hope this was illuminating about the differences and helps you understand some pieces of the spectrum that might have been challenging or confusing. And I hope you join me for the next podcast.